Hey guys, uh, welcome to Amateur Spice. Welcome, I'm Nixie. I'm Eve. We've got kind of a fun one today. Not fun, but like I feel like a little different than what we normally do. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about the history of sex work. Yes. I don't know how like in depth we're going to get, but we at least have like some stuff, a very like basic history. Eve has a lot more like old stuff. And I feel like my research was more kind of like the history of online sex work. So I think it's going to be good. We have a little bit of everything. Right. So definitely like goes without saying kind of a very popular phrase, like sex work is the oldest profession in the world. Like that's definitely very true. People have been practicing sex work almost since humans have existed. Mm -hmm. It goes all the way back to 2400 BC in Sumeria. Brothels existed in temples. It was widely tied to religion. Um, So there was that like religious spiritual side of it. Like sex work today, like does, it's not what sex work has always looked like, like in history, which I think is really interesting because I think a lot of times when people do think of sex work, they think of one very specific type and like it's been very different all through time. And like, I kind of just have a few points in my notes where like, it does look very different than how it does now, where like, if you're practicing it in real life, full service, you're typically criminalized and penalized. And like, Mm -hmm. there were times where sex workers were really revered and looked up to and not just online sex workers were really glamorized. I mean, obviously the internet didn't exist back then, but like what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the stigma wasn't in these types of like circumstances as big as they could be in others, you know, like it ebbs and flows, like always, like obviously like take it with a grain of salt in the sense that like the, this was the past where like patriarchal overtones and racial racist overtones, like were definitely there and like mm-hmm. all of that, but like the attitude towards sex work was a little different in these times. So we're going to, I'm just going to talk about that like very briefly. I don't have like a bunch of stuff, but like just little part, part, like points in history where it just looked different, I guess. Yeah. That was so fucking long winded. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I loved it. (laughs) So I think the big one in our own country that we live in, in America that people think of is like the the red light brothel districts in the wild west those were like legal houses obviously like where sex work was performed like i don't have too much in my notes about that i think i might want to like talk more in depth about like how sex work has looked in america like over the years but like it it wasn't criminalized until 1872 in california like that's the first time sex work in america was actually criminalized so like for a long time, there were legal brothels in place. And like, obviously like there was violence against women like carried out in these, just like that happens in sex work today. But it was an actual spot where like you could go and like make money and have like the actual, like, it's like, like employment stuff. You know what I mean? Like you were like able to go to a place of work, make money, go home, or if you lived there, whatever. And like, I guess these kind of resembled more like the Nordic model. So not exactly like what sex work should be, but like it was a legal carrying out of it, essentially. Um, Not just in Nevada, which is like the only place that is allowed to exist. So then the other one that I thought was really interesting was in Italy during the Renaissance. They had these people called courtesans, 
which were like essentially sex workers who were very well educated in philosophy and English, like not English, but like literature and all of that stuff. And they were like very popular in high society and like their companionship was very sought after. Um, and they weren't like looked down upon, you know, like they were like people in court really wanted to spend time with them and like pay them for their services. So like, that's just like kind of interesting too, I think. And then they had a different variation of that in Japan and they weren't geishas, but they like look a lot like geishas. So people like mistake geishas for Japanese sex workers a lot, but like they actually weren't, which I didn't know, but they were like very formal and used like a lot of like elaborate costuming in like their services and everything so they like were like looked like them um but they also were like widely revered in society and stuff too so like i don't know i think it's like cool how it you know kind of ebbs not cool but like the attitude that exists today hasn't always been in place yeah i think it's really neat like yeah Knowing that, wow, in one day in history, people didn't care if you did sex work or not. (laughs) Like, yeah. And like back in the ancient times, much more, it was like a divine thing. It was very connected to the gods and everything. So a lot of times sex workers would live in temples and stuff, which is like pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't live in a temple. (laughs) Right. I'm like, definitely the way it is now is so different than any of these in the past, but like. I think it just is important to keep in mind that like this has always existed and like the argument that like sex work didn't begin until like the 60s or like whatever like with the new free love movement which is like arguments that people like to make sometimes just isn't true like it literally is the old world's profession and like it's not just a fad but it does look like I said like it does look very different so Nixie kind of talks about the other new way that sex work exists kind of online which like is definitely a very different game yeah so I did a little bit more research more on like the online sex work history um I read this specific article from Vice and they had a really they interviewed some people and like had a lot of really good quotes so I put a lot in my notes but I don't know if I'll actually read all of them because it's kind of a lot but uh, so they started out with saying, like, sex workers were the first people to use the internet commercially. They really, like, pioneered the early internet, made it profitable. Because previously they were using print ads and yellow pages, newspapers, magazines, anything they could just, like, get their name out there and advertise. But law enforcement and a lot of these companies were starting to like crack down on that more and didn't want those type of ads in their publications so they moved to online and one of the cool things about that was in these print ones they didn't use pictures at all it was just text so like a lot of sex workers what they honestly did was they had to learn code because the internet was so new that that was really like the only way you could create a web page. So some sex workers fully learned code, built an entire website from scratch just to advertise their services independently. It was very sick. And there was a quote in there that said like some banks didn't even have websites yet. So like these sex workers started making websites before like actual companies did and shit, which I think is awesome. And this one sex worker they were interviewing was talking about like how 
they bought a digital camera and shared it with their friends and they were so excited that they could like put pictures with their advertisements and they were like this is so new and so cool and so as like the internet grew a little bit there were more chat rooms popping up like Usenet and P411 never heard of them honestly and then there was message boards like Craigslist Craigslist and Redbook and a lot of people started using these sites to rate and review sex workers and their client and so like these are clients and they're just like rating sex workers and they were being very explicit and like really harsh and sex workers didn't even like know this was happening for a while so once they kind of figured it out a lot of sex workers that weren't online yet had like were basically forced to go online so they could combat all these negative reviews and basically protect their image and their income because these reviews were basically ruining them oh my god I didn't know that. I don't know if I said this, but this was around like early 2000s. Yeah. So then in the late 2000s, law enforcement started targeting these individual websites, which is so fucking annoying, like as always. This is kind of a big one, but I put this quote in here. It's a little excerpt from the article and it says, Adult industry entrepreneur Christopher Malik told Business Insider in 2010, the porn and adult entertainment industries and the women whose work built them were one of the earliest to provide real-time credit card verification, establishing a precedent for models of e-commerce other industries would adopt later on. Sex workers and porn performers essentially created, adopted, and inspired Many of the technologies later co-opted by tech corporations and Silicon Valley entrepreneurs long before they reached the mainstream and continue to do so. However, as Malik suggested, sex workers and adult entertainers rarely receive proper credit for their contributions. Literally. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So they really started this whole like internet e-commerce side like this whole e-commerce side of the internet they started basically and then it became mainstream and that like literally created so like buying shit online setting mm-hmm. up subscription services online doing your banking online like yep. doing yep. your taxes online like all yep. that shit like yep and then like stare at a corner of my room for like three minutes. <laughs> I just need to process this. Can, can you just give me one second? <laughs> <laughs> so I, you've probably heard if you know any sex workers that a lot of people get their PayPal's deleted a lot. And now a lot of other payment processors are starting to really crack down on that. So like, these are things that sex workers started using and making more popular but now they're not allowing them so that is why a lot of sex workers now use cryptocurrency because it's like the only currency that isn't like regulated really and they use it to pay for online ads accept payment for live cam shows things like that and then if you have listened to us you know we have a whole episode on fossa sesta but of course that just also ruined a bunch of online spaces for sex workers. This quote in the article said exactly basically what we've already said in our episode, but it says, following the bill's passage into law, some sex workers were pushed back onto the streets. Important advocacy gatherings were canceled out of fears of legal retribution 
retribution and sites like Craigslist personals and others were shut down. So yeah, all of our spaces are being wiped out. Palma's TikTok got uh, fucking suspended today. No fucking way. (laughs) I know. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. Like this shit happens in real time all the time. Like creators that literally just don't do anything other than raise awareness. Literally. They get punished for it. I know. I hate it. So I did a little bit of research also. That was just kind of like a vague timeline, but I also did a little bit of research on the history of OnlyFans specifically. I feel like it mostly, honestly, the article, most articles really only talked about stuff from 2020 on because that's when it grew popularity. But so basically it was founded in 2016 by Tim Stokely, who's a British entrepreneur. He is described by the Times as the king of homemade porn because he has previously owned sites like Glam Girls and Customs For You, which I have never heard of. So kind of mostly what else I have is like stats basically from pre-COVID to after COVID. (laughs) So between March and April of 2020, there was a 75% month-to-month increase in signups, averaging about 200,000 users signing up every day. Every day? Every day. Dude, these stats are crazy. Just wait. Um, So in 2019, OnlyFans ended the year with about 384,000 creators. OnlyFans ended 2020 with 1.6 million creators. (laughs) There were about 13.5 million users in 2019. And then in 2020, that jumped up to 82.3 million. That's so crazy. And transactions and like the amount of money that OnlyFans made between 2019 and 2020 went up 553%. Next time I'm feeling sad about my stats, like, or any creator listening that's like, do you know, like think about how many fucking people are on this website as creators. And this is just 2019 to 2020. Like I'm sure the numbers are even crazy higher now. God. He must've made so much money when he sold it or stepped down or what the fuck ever he did. Uh, I believe he's still. Does he have a CEO? I believe. Yeah. I believe he's still the CEO, but I did read a little bit of a Forbes article about this guy Leonid Radvinsky who they said was a Florida-based internet porn baron and in October (laughs) yeah I don't know in October of 2018 he bought 75% of OnlyFans oh so it sounds like he's majority owner but I believe Tim was still CEO for a long time I, I gotta say, I usually consider myself like a smart person when it comes to business talk, like, you know, any <laughs> stuff like that. I am like the biggest bimbo on the planet. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right. I don't, so I don't fully know. I, I feel like I've heard there's a new CEO. You're right. It's but- a lady, right? I thought so, but I don't know. See, uh-huh. we're not prepared for all of this. <laughs> I log on to site. I post hold pick. I make money. <laughs> Basically. Um, 
the last, like, I guess kind of point I had is also something I feel like we've talked about before in our OnlyFans episode, but I feel like it was kind of a pivotal-ish moment in, like, the evolution of OnlyFans is just, like, the amount of celebrities that came to the site. Uh, there was so many on the list that I saw that I didn't even know had OnlyFans, but, like, I feel like the ones that people know of are, like, Cardi B, a uh, bad baby and lol bella thorn bella thorn was i feel like the first big one so that's why hers is like the most talked about and the most controversial i guess also because so, she fucking scammed a bunch of people yeah also that so which i think is why it makes it like a pivotal thing because only yeah. fans changed a lot of their terms of service after on like payment limits and stuff like that and they claim it has nothing to do with her but why would you do that right after she scammed a bunch of people and a bunch of people charge like requested chargebacks. The most like no immature child running into a, a room full of glassware, knocking it all over, and then not understanding how it's like that child's fault. Like yep. that is her. She is that fucking petulant little kid. Yep. Yep. So anyway. the quote, I was just gonna read the quote that I liked from this insider article I read. And they said veteran sex workers on the platform quickly accused Thorne of gentrifying OnlyFans with many calling on her to redistribute the wealth she quickly accrued on the platform. A millionaire making more millions during a pandemic while others starve isn't the feel good story anyone is looking for. Castle B Productions, a sex worker and adult industry photographer, told Insider in an email at the time. That's so true. Like. Uh, it's like the same as when like someone who's Instagram famous like wants to cosplay as a sex worker so they make an OnlyFans and then they like immediately make a ton of money like you don't need that money and like the reason why she fucking made that page to begin with was literally because she wanted to know what it would be like to be a sex worker like no other reason like this shit is not real to them like that's what makes me so angry about celebrities is like they are playing fucking make-believe with all of us like where they're Mm -hmm. fucking toys like "Ah!" anyway yeah no seriously and bella thorne literally earned a million dollars in 24 hours and a lot of people were pissed at that and she was the quickest quickest highest earner on OnlyFans, whatever you want to call it for a while until bad baby made her OnlyFans. and as when that article came out it was like 2021 so i don't know obviously if anything's changed but as of that article bad baby was the new fastest earning creator making a million in six hours that's so insane which also just makes me feel gross because it was like right after she had turned 18 it was literally right after that i've read so many unfortunate statistics over the years about how like literally like 40 percent of men are pedophiles like just straight up disgusting yeah yeah the book sons of cain goes into that like a lot because it just goes into like the male psyche and like gross disgusting yeah I kind of that's kind of where my like research ends off but I thought that that was really really well thought out and well put together and I learned a lot wow thank you I learned a lot from yours too we did so good (laughs) I know we both were like "Ah," but I think that was good yeah I feel like OnlyFans like the culture I guess hasn't changed too much I mean there's obviously also when they said they weren't gonna do porn anymore but I feel like we talked about that a lot already in our OnlyFans episode 
But yeah, I feel like really, we've said this before, but it's just kind of glamorized. Like a lot of people think our lifestyle is cool, but at the same time, we're kind of supposed to market it that way. <laughs> we have to, like, if you post your L's or if you post that, like, you're not making money, people like thrive off of that shit. And then like, like, honestly, like men, especially like, don't want to support people who seem like they're struggling, yeah. which is fucked up and backwards. But like, that is how it is. Like, I do feel like when I fake it, that's more when I make it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because no one wants the person that is like, oh, I can't pay my bills because then they're like, oh, well, if they're not getting any money, their content's probably not very good. Exactly. And that's definitely not always the case, but like, that's how men's brains think. Yes. Yep. So like, yeah. So I feel like it's very mainstream now and it seems very glamorized, which is why so many people want to jump into it. But like I said, like that's kind of our jobs is to market it as glamorized. Mm -hmm. So all these people that know nothing about sex work, just they don't know. I don't know. I guess what my point is. No, that I, I think that's an in and of itself a point. Like people really don't understand like how it's not just like making a bunch of money and making cute little videos all day, like all done up. Like you want to know what I did yesterday? I laid in bed all day eating Belvita bars on my laptop all the way up to my chest, no makeup in like a dirty t-shirt, replying to messages and catching up on Twitter groups all day. Like it's not, and that's what most of my days look like. Like mm-hmm. I'm a little disgusting gremlin. Yeah. The time I've gone up. Me too. When I make content, it's maybe every personally, at least every few weeks. And I make a ton of it at once. Most of the time I'm a fucking gremlin. (laughs) It's just like, not, yeah. Like people and the people who do live that glamorous lifestyle 24 seven, like I'm not going to say none of them are self-made and like all of that, but like most of them have had a lot of help to get there, you know, Mm -hmm. or they're faking it, you know, like nothing you see on social media is fucking real. Like you got to remember that. I was going to say, like, obviously, I don't know for sure, but there is a large majority. I would like to say nearly all of them, like you said, they have assistants like they maybe started out doing stuff on their own. But as soon as they could afford it, they're hiring assistants to help run their pages. They're helping they're hiring assistants to help run their social medias. Like maybe they do live a glamorized lifestyle, but they're not doing any of the work anymore. No. They're not like they're just doing the butthole pics. <laughs> legit. And usually someone's holding the camera. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Did you see that? Um, I, I know you haven't been on TikTok too much lately, but I forget what her name is. But there's this like big she's big on TikTok and she's also a Belessa like creator. Like she works with them a lot. She like does porn. I can't remember what her name is, but she was like talking about how she like works so much she has literally like 500k on tiktok and like is like a big like i think like i'm sure has an OnlyFans or something equivalent if she works with balessa yeah. balessa is it balessa co balessa you know what i'm talking about right yes yeah. yeah and she made this video about how like 
no one really like no one is working and it makes her like so it makes her feel so good about herself every time the be real goes off and everyone's just in her bed in their bed and she's working and like working way harder than all of them and like literally no one works anymore like everyone legit does need to get a job and shit and it was just very much like you probably work half an hour a day making tiktoks like good for you that is the dream i would love to achieve that one day but like babes be self-aware also like so what if they're laying in bed like you don't know their work schedule you don't know what they're doing and also if you're a sex worker sometimes you can work in your bed yeah i work in my bed all day yesterday (laughs) it's just so like when people who are successful like that like hate on other people for shit that is like so arbitrary and dumb like that like being successful must not be that great if you're fucking pressed about stuff like that if you're so not self-aware or like aware of anyone yeah yeah wild a whole different world just so vapid like there's just nothing no critical thinking like nothing is there like you literally like good for you again get your bag but you are literally a tiktok famous person like i'm sorry but any societal opinion that you want to give like is just moot you know yeah You you don't live in the same world as normal people no yeah literally insane i love that this just turned into influencer hate at the end so yeah, obviously some sex workers do have an actual glamorized lifestyle, but like they worked hard to get there too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's awesome. But always remember where you fucking came from and don't hate on people for just trying to make it by. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Nixie Knight. And you can find my OnlyFans at NaughtyNixie.com. And you can find our podcast at Amateur Spice on Instagram. Nice. You can find me at MessyXBangs on Twitter and Instagram. My TikTok is SexyShouter69. And my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash MoonBabyX44. Hopefully you learned a little, little bit about sex work. Yeah, just a little little. bit about history. I learned a little bit. I thought that was really cool. I love it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you guys. We love you. Thanks for for you if you love us. Thanks so much. Oh, ask us, uh, or not ask us, we're asking you. um, If you want to, like, a a different, uh, like, if you have, like, an episode you'd like to hear, like, any topic, let us know. We want to hear from you. Please. Or if you're a sex worker and you want to talk about anything. please we would love to have more guests message us on any account about it yes 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 bye bye